We're doing 101. And I'll give it... This is very, very much around past and present, cause and effect. And it's to help shake up quite common conditioned views that we have. So there's a common, you know, a common view which says all that we feel now is simply the fruits, the result of what was done in the past. So everything I feel now is because of what has gone before. And therefore my life is a constant moment of experiencing feelings due to the past, recent or distant. And therefore we're, on the res- we're simply, as human beings, on the receiving end of our past in some way or, or other. So the view was established that because we're so much under the burden and the weight of the past and which we in the present moment keep experiencing, the view was established in India and it has echoes sometimes with psychotherapy as well that if I do nothing now and I don't create new situations to get caught up in or lost in, then I have the opportunity to exhaust all these unresolved issues from the past which keep affecting my emotional feeling life in the present. And this view, ancient India, in Buddhism, and in some forms of therapy, is still in various ways advocated that I've got all this old karma, I've got all these old samskaras, they keep arising, I've got to exhaust them, I've got to burn them out, I've got all these painful memories, I've got to exhaust them, I've got to burn them all out, and then when I've done that, I'll be free of the, 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 the burden and the weight of the past. And, and this, therefore, would bring about the end of my unpleasant feelings that I had to experience. So then the Buddha says to Mahavira, Niganta, as he's called, this great question which everybody who believes in the unconscious should ask. How do I know how much left to work out How much have I already worked out? When will I have exhausted all that's in my unconscious? And poor old Mahavira, how could he answer? How could anybody answer? So when there's consciousness, uh, referring to Jacques earlier on he says two people don't meet there's always two and the other with a kind of capital O and the other is the unconscious 
which he says is the language of imagery and thought and impressions, etc., etc. And that's always there whenever two people are So if one's got just consciousness, if it's unconscious, it means I can't get to it, it's unconscious. Then it, then it means that if I'm trying to work out all my unconscious, I've got to ask myself, how much have I worked out? What percentage? What percentage is left to work out? And when will it all be conscious? And how will I know there isn't something still unconscious waiting around there, bubbling around there, just waiting to explode in my consciousness and drive me nuts? <laughs> so this whole dualism division, what is wait a minute, hanging here, watch this viewpoint. Then the Buddha says, all this striving and effort to burn out all of the old is just full of limitations in holding to this view. And I say it's in the Vipassana world quite strongly. You sit, you meditate, you burn out all your old samskaras. This is not just a a Jain view. This is in the Buddhist, Buddhist world as well. So this, this Mahavira is the 24th Tetankara of the Jain? Yep. It's the same one and only. Yep. That's the one. So then the Buddha starts to raise some questions to help nourish some questioning and some doubt that we get uh, uh, into this. Can you repeat what the Buddha said? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, he points to the Jain, the limitations of all of this striving and effort to try to work out all of our past as the only way to be liberated. It's an unskillful standpoint because we cannot know how much we have and how much we have left to go. And if we t open the possibility to pass lives, woo, woo. <laughs> so it's just bad enough dealing with this one. So <laughs> then, also, he then begins to challenge this whole idea of choice. He loves to, you know, challenge. So he asks, "Can you make the result?" of a past action which is being expressed in the present come later. <laughs> Get it? Can you make the results the result, the fruit of a past action come later? A few times we've had this wish. <laughs> Did everybody get it? Mm -hmm. eh? The free will can't free will say no, I'm not ready for the results today. I'm not ready to be sick. I'm not ready to be unhappy today. Um, I'll make it um, March the 30th. <laughs> I'll be ready at that point. <laughs> can you make the results? Huh? He can do it. He can do it, he says. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then he says <laughs> <laughs> then the Buddha says 
Can you make the result of an action due to come later arrive now? Hmm? How many times have we had, had, had that? You know, it, you know, I, I, I always think of um, um, a good uh, friend of mine who was on, had to go for trial. Yeah, you know, naughty boy. And he didn't know, his solicitor said, you'll probably go to prison for this. And so he's waiting. And his primary wish was that the result, which he had to wait for six weeks for the trial, would come now. No, no, no choice. He had to wait and live with the sleeplessness of it. He didn't get sent to prison in the end, but he... He had to be prepared that when you go to prison, you know, you can't say, oh, I'll just pop home and finish off the banking and lock the front door. <laughs> no, you, you just go, that's it, etc. So then another Buddha says, can you change the results of an action from pleasant to painful? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so sometimes we, the, the fruits come and we're, and we're very happy you know we, uh, we take an exam and we've been doing all this study etc and uh, we really wanted to pass the exam well, you know, simple the case oh, you, you really fall in love with somebody and that person she he falls in love with you and you're, really, you're really happy can you say, I think I'll be miserable now? What, what, what? <laughs> there are a few eccentric people in this room. <laughs> and similarly, can you go from the fruit of an event, which is painful, and you make yourself happy over? You, you, love someone and they say au revoir, I'm off you've been really connected with somebody and, somebody and they die and you feel sad, you say oh great, wonderful so good news today <laughs> etc so once again the Buddha's try is pointing to breaking us out of this choice ideology getting us to look at can I make the results of an action here and now come later can I make the results which come later come here and now? Can I make the results of an action go from pleasant to painful now? Can I make them go from painful to pleasant? Wow. Free will, choice, wait a minute. This lovely thing with his teachings. He says, if all pleasure and pain, this is this should undermine all these new age wallers. <laughs> if all pleasure and pain was caused by the past, all pleasant experience and pain was caused by the past, all the painful experience was caused by the past, then we must have all have done very bad deeds in the past. <laughs> and sometimes in the dependent arising of things, like years ago, with our uh, one of our dear, probably may recall out one of our dear English football managers going to see this clairvoyant woman in Brighton, 
And then she said to him that people who have some disabilities it's because of the bad things. You hear this in Buddhism and Hinduism, the bad things that they have done in their past, and this is why they are like they are now. Because they've done some bad things, they've hurt and harmed or maimed other people, and now they're getting the fruits of it. Because they're like that. And he, stupid, foolish, went and told this in an interview to a reporter from the Times. There was Apro, you know, football managers in England, they're icons. Two days later, he had to resign. The, the entire community of disabled people in Britain <laughs> wanted his blood, and they got it, <laughs> etc. So the Buddha said, if the pain that one experiences in the present is because of bad deeds, then it must be all due to bad deeds committed in the past. Or, if it's due to a supreme being, to God, there, then God must be um, wicked to create. If God is all-powerful, and it's all because of God, then God must be wicked to create so many painful feelings for so many people, if the cause is God. And then, and then he says, if it's caused by chance, these things just happen, uh, etc. Then there's a lot of people in this world, Buddha says, who are experiencing an awful lot of bad luck. <laughs> I think it's great insights, I have to say. I'm, I'm, hallelujah. Um, and if it's been caused by birth and by class, then a lot of people were simply born into the wrong class and had the wrong birth. <laughs> And if it's been all the pain and difficulties we experience, it's been caused by exertion, by trying too hard, that's what it's caused. Then there's a lot of people who are just trying too hard and then they're ending up in a very painful uh, 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 situ situation. And if it's just been caused by our past deeds, then we should be criticised for all the things that we have done in the past. And this kind of view from the Buddha is to break out of this cause-effect thinking or I created all my own suffering or another has created it for me called my upbringing, my past, my parents, God, the bad things that I did. He's saying, hey, question all of these standpoints which all of us have heard, and which all of us have probably said in one way or the other at some, at some, some point in our life. I'm not sure if I get it. So the Buddha actually he is questioning the cause and effect. Exactly. So what is his answer where it comes from? He's, he's not that foolish. He just doesn't leave one with a standpoint which can be, this is how things are. Mm -hmm. He's just saying, human beings, in trying to explain why we are like we are in the present, keep coming up with a view which we identify with and regard this is the cause of why I am like I am. Mm -hmm. And we get so caught in it 
and he's just given several examples of that and is pointing out simultaneously that the whole sequence and process called we call cause and effect only helps to show us that the factor of choice in it is not very strong simply because I can't choose and I'm going to have the result or the effect of events and even when I turn to the past and I say oh it's because I was born in this family or I was born in this particular class or because of the deeds which I did or because of things which happened to me he's just saying this is just an interpretation but it's a very prominent view in Buddhism that, that it's it cause and effect it is like but Prabhupada Samuppada and dependent origination so, so the Buddha questions now his own it, theory no no he's not engaging in the denial of dependent arising He is questioning the mind which picks out an event from the past to explain the present, to explain the present. and to explain our pleasures and pains. And this we keep on doing. So uh, dependent arising is different from uh, seed and fruit? N and it's not you know, entirely. If, let me give this an example, if I walk up to the wall here and bang my head on the wall I, I would say in the conventional language I've got a headache because I just hit my head on the wall the cause is my intention to hit my head the effect is I've got a headache as a result it's not a denial of it but with cause and effect when I hold to it I am blind to all the other conditions that are taking place. That's I'm just it's a, it becomes a blind spot. So again, we're back to the levels. I can I can say cause and effect. Uh, I can say that belongs to dependent arising, but I need to recognize I've picked something out and I've called it cause, and I've picked this out and I've called it effect. And I want to look a little bit more deeply and it helps me to understand the relativity of the idea of choice. That's the potency of the, the, uh, the, the teaching there. <clears throat> and then there's an encouragement to explore all this, to use ref reflection of the past and the present, not to deny it. Yeah. yeah for the understanding of change and for liberation. The difficulty is, if there is any kind of absolute position, we get stuck with the position. So, if the influences of the past could not be stopped, they could not be stopped, then I'd feel sorry for myself as a person, And I have to have the identity of being a victim. A victim is somebody who feels sorry for themselves. There. The actuality is, insight and realization, understanding, can enter into the field, which I call truth, 
and stop the result. If it didn't enter into it, I would just be on the receiving end of the result. And that's the potency of therapy and the potency of counselling and of the Dharma. It is that we can interrupt the result. Before it, ar- Before it arises. Yeah. yeah. And that's what insight, realisation, truth, awareness, clarity, wisdom does. It interrupts a painful result or a pleasurable result which one gets addicted to. That's the potency of it. It stops it. And, th- and if it couldn't, we are then completely bound to cause and effect, to karma, to the field of dependent arising in that way. We can stop it. We can interrupt it. We can finish with it. Once and for all. It's not just the cigarette. It's the whole baggage. It's <laughs> like the idea of um, being enlightened in the moment at once and not working for it for um, many lives mm. and, and, and so sometimes it's a very immediate finished over there and sometimes it's a kind of disempowering of it One, to disempower means we see if I carry on like this it's going to get more and more painful more and more suffering and the disempowering is a gradual transformation of the situation because I know to allow something to continue is going to make me more and more miserable. So sometimes, as you point out, it's a dramatic shift, finish, realization about something, and sometimes it's a gradual transformation which takes the power out of that movement towards greater suffering. And the tradition, to its great respect to the tradition, acknowledges the importance of both. And therefore, it's ending the pain associated with cause and effect or karma or the past on the present and the Dharma teaching is, is to interrupt a process which can end up painful in the present or in the future <coughs> to finish with it that's the beauty of this discourse poor poor fantastic discourse <laughs> all right I've said enough more than enough too much gosh I have talked too much all right